Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. This is Brother Jason. Thank you so much for joining us. I want you to know I appreciate you listening. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can get a hold of us there at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. We'll be in the book of Ephesians chapter number five. Ephesians chapter number five. I want to deal with the subject of Christ and the church. Christ and the church. Of course, the church is the bride of Christ, and the church Christ purchased with his own blood when he died on the cross. The church is a special entity that during this dispensation takes the forefront of the mind of God. It's made up of a body of believers. The church is not a building, but a body of believers. It's Christ's church. He loves the church. He gave himself for it. The church has a work to do, and the church also works hand-in-hand with Christ. Christ is the one who empowers the church. I just want to try to scratch the surface of this topic today. I'm going to by no means exhaust it, but I do want to give you something solid, something scriptural that you can build upon for your own personal studies. So there in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, in verse number 25, we'll begin our reading. I do ask that you forgive my voice. It um, I've got a little bit of a, a scratchy throat, and uh, I hope that doesn't come through too bad through the microphone today. But um, hopefully next week we'll be back to a, a little bit more crisp sounding. So the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 25, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Remember, Christ gave himself for the church. He purchased the church with his own blood. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then the book of Colossians chapter 1 in verse number 16. The book of Colossians chapter 1 in verse number 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Of course, this is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 17, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. So Christ and the church. If you've got your Bible, you can turn over to the book of Acts, chapter number 2, the book of Acts, chapter number 2, in verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The first thing we're going to see about Christ and the church is that Christ is the one who puts the people in the church. The Bible says here, the Lord added to the church daily. Now, of course, the book of Acts is a transitional book. So, day and age that we're living in, we're not seeing people necessarily added to the church daily in every area of the world. But we do, from time to time, see people saved, and they come and join the church. But we need to understand, when you deal with Christ and the church, that Christ is the one who puts the people in the church. He's the one who fashions the body. He's the one who takes the believers and joins them together with a plan and a purpose according to His will. 
But it's not that we put ourselves in the church, but Christ designed the church with us in mind for us to have a specific place and perform a specific work. If you're a member of a church, which if you've been saved, you should be a member of the church. If you're not under some form of... um some form of confinement where you can't join a church. And if you are, you are a member of the universal church, maybe just not the local church. But we need to understand that Christ is the one who puts the people in the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 18. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. God's the one who puts the people in the church. Now, there's three reasons why the people are put in the church, and there's more than three. I just want to give you just three basic reasons. Number one is for fellowship, so that we can fellowship with like-minded believers. Number two is for labor, so that we can labor for the cause of Christ together. Remember, Ecclesiastes says a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So as we labor together, we're able to get more done, and we're also able to encourage and strengthen one another. But also the reason Christ puts people in the church is to be able to tithe and give that worldwide evangelism and missions might take place. So we need to understand when we deal with Christ in the church that Christ is the one who puts people in the church. And then secondly, if you want to go to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 in verse number 12, 1 Timothy chapter 1 in verse number 12, the Bible says, of course, this is Paul talking to Timothy. He said in verse number 12, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Secondly, we're going to see that Christ uses the church. Here the Apostle Paul was saved, and you know what the Lord did? The Lord, according to this verse, counted him faithful, and he put him in the ministry so that he could be used by Christ for the edification and the glorification and the progressive forward movement of the church because Christ uses the church there is no entity outside of the church that the that Christ uses during this dispensation he always uses men women boys and girls connected to the church that's how Christ chooses to use and to do his work is through the church the book of acts chapter 13 in verses 1 and 2 the book of acts chapter 13 in verses 1 and 2 Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Here we see that Christ is using the church. The church had men in it. And what happened? Barnabas and Saul were called out of the local church to go and do the work that Christ had a need to be done. That's because Christ uses the church to get his work done. And then thirdly, we'll see that there's certain gifts that are placed in the church. Each gift or each person has a gift, but 
churches have special gifts that they are given from Christ. The book of Ephesians chapter 4 in verse number 11. Ephesians chapter 4 in verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ." from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacteth by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Of course, here's a beautiful picture of the church being a body and Christ being the head of the church. But we see here in verse number 12, 11 and 12, that he gave the church certain men, certain women, certain helpers, certain gifts, so that they could help the church. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints is why he did it. For the work of the ministry is why he did it. For the edifying of the body of Christ is why he did it. So we need to realize as we deal with Christ and the church that there's certain gifts placed in the church by Christ to help the church. Then the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 and 26. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 and 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Christ keeps the church clean with the word of God. See, when your pastor or your preacher gets up and he preaches the word of God, he's performing a cleansing work for the church According to the word of God, Christ wants his church to be clean and holy. Verse number 27 in Ephesians 5, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That's why it's so important if you're a member of the church to go to every service, to be faithful, because the preacher or the man of God or the pastor, or the evangelist, or the missionary, however you want to put it, whatever the title is, the person who stands up and presents the Word of God is doing that in accordance with the Word of God and the will of Christ so that we can keep our lives clean by hearing the Word of God. How many times have I been rebuked in a service by the Word of God? How many times have I been convicted by the Word of God? How many times has my life been changed by the Word of God in a service? How many times has my heart overflowed with joy by the Word of God in a service? That's why it's so important to be faithful to church so that we as church members can keep our lives clean with the Word of God. And then the book of Philippians chapter 4 In verse number 19, the book of Philippians, chapter 4, in verse number 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Christ and the church. Christ also supplies the need of the church. Everything the church needs, Christ supplies. He supplies heaters. He supplies 
study material. He supplies a nice facility. He supplies money. He supplies the property. He's the one who supplies the need. And you'll notice that it's not the want. It's a need. Each church has a special place in the heart of God and in the mind of Christ. And he uses those churches according to his will. And in the midst of him using those churches, he supplies their needs because that's what he does because he loves the church and he gave himself for the church.